Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Cricket Corner Podcast with me, Watsal Bora. So yeah, Australia have won their sixth World Cup title by beating India in the final in Ahmedabad by six wickets and crushing all Indian hearts around the world. Welcome back to the Cricket Corner podcast with a dejected and deflated and disheartened and heartbroken Vatsal Vora here. For a quick rundown of the final, it wasn't India's day from the very get go to be honest with you from the moment pat cummins won the toss and elected to bowl first it felt like this could be the end of india's brilliant run in the world cup now prior to the start of the final the mood was so good the whole country believed in their team they had played some brilliant cricket throughout this world cup had won 10 matches in a row nine in the group stages and beating New Zealand in the semi-final in a comprehensive fashion. But when it comes to the final, you have to be at the top of your game. And today, unfortunately for Team India, they weren't. And Australia completely blew the host out of the water at Ahmedabad. You saw, as I mentioned, Pat Cummins did win the toss and put India into bat. And India could only post a measly total of 240 in their quota of 50 overs. And and signs of a defeat were there and there. It was a tricky pitch to bat on during the afternoon. The ball was gripping. There was swing early on in the innings for the likes of uh, Mitchell Stark and Josh Hazelwood. But India came out of the block really, really quickly. And credit to Rohit Sharma once again for doing what he has done throughout this World Cup. And that is coming out to bat and opening the innings and going hard and going aggressive from the very get-go. And he did exactly that. 47 of just 31 deliveries, 4-4s and 3-6s along the way. But when he was dismissed, the wheels completely fell off the Indian bandwagon, to be completely honest with you. When he was dismissed, India were 76 for 2 after 9.4 overs. And from that, it was a struggle for Team India's best batting team. But apparently, when the conditions are not right, the conditions are not right. And even the best can struggle. These are no excuses by any stretch of imagination. Don't get me wrong. I think Australia bowled really, really well. They 
they made sure that they took full advantage of the conditions that are in front of them and uh, i think they bowled really really well to restrict india to just 240 the likes of pat cummins adam zampa glen maxwell to an extent were excellent in those middle overs which helped india which helped australia restrict india to just 240 runs virat kohli and kl rahul did try to forge a partnership they they played a partnership of 67 runs of 109 deliveries but it felt like the batting was a bit too difficult for these two great players who have had amazing world cups in their own rights but uh, once once the pitch started to turn and the spinners came into the uh, came into the game i think it was it was more about india playing the conditions out keeping wickets in hand and hoping for a flourish towards the end to post a relatively good total but that could not happen in the end Roy, uh, virat kohli did try his level best he scored 54 of 63 deliveries and kl rahul hanged in there 66 of 107 deliveries he tried his level best but i think it was a bit too much in the end for the likes of surya kumar yadav and ravindra jadeja to post a decent total there was a really really bizarre thing that happened when india were batting and that was between overs 10 and over number 50 so 40 overs india could only score four boundaries and that is it virat i think the four boundaries came of the bats of uh, shreyas ayer kl rahul surya kumar yadav and probably mohammad siraj if i'm not wrong oh no i think it was uh, siraj shami surya kumar yadav and kl rahul these were the four boundaries that were scored uh, four boundaries scored in 240 deliveries so shows how good australia bowled on the given day the i think the likes of maxwell were able to exploit the uh, the conditions really really well pat cummins bowling 10 overs for just 34 runs and adam zampa bowling 10 overs for just 44 runs cummins picking up two wickets and i think i think they helped india uh, they helped uh, uh, how shall i put it they helped india they didn't help india they helped australia post uh, and restrict india to a measly total in the end but uh, i think when it was a target of just 241 yes the conditions were tricky when india were batting but everyone knew for a fact that the conditions would improve drastically when australia would come out to bat because under the lights the pitch gets a little bit easier to bat on there's always the dew factor hanging uh, in the ground when it when you are playing in a stadium like ahmedabad and we have seen this happen in this world cup uh in the very first game where england played against new zealand england toiled to 282 and on in the grand scheme of things 282 on that day seemed like a really really good total but when rachin ravindra and devon conway came out to bat and and they chased down the uh, the target with relative ease both openers getting uh, getting centuries and it was it was a similar sin- a situation a similar story when australia came out to bat uh when they had to when they had a total of just 241 to chase down and it was magnificent batting from Travis Head Travis Head has had a great world cup and today he showed it in the final again 137 of just 120 deliveries 15 boundaries and four sixes along the way not to add the brilliant catch he took running back 
and diving and taking a blinder of a catch to dismiss uh, Rohit Sharma of the bowling of Glenn Maxwell. That was the turning point. And after he took that ca- amazing catch to dismiss Rohit Sharma, writing was against the wall. India were chasing the game from that very moment. And it was just 9.4 overs. They chased the game. But I think that catch turned the game on his head. And no pun intended, but Travis Head then comes out to bat and gets a brilliant half century. Brilliant, brilliant century. 137. He was partnered brilliantly by Manas Labushain. 58 of 110 deliveries. Four boundaries along the way. The duo posting a partnership for 192. And that just took the game away from Team India. Team India did make a really, really good start for uh, for their defend of 241. They dismissed David Warner in the second over. They dismissed Mitchell Marsh in the fourth over and Steve Smith at the end of seven overs. By the time Steve Smith was dismissed, Australia were tottering at 47 for three. But in the end, once Manas Labushen came out to bat following the dismissal of Steven Smith, I think his calmness took the pressure away from Travis Head and he made sure he he was playing the anchoring role and and Travis Head was playing the attacking role and the, both of them complemented each other brilliantly the left hand right hand combination obviously works and it did wonders as far as the Australian side is concerned and I think the way in which Manas Labushain was playing he was defending the ball when it came when it came to facing the likes of Pumra, Shami, Jadeja and Kuldeep Yadav and he was taking singles with nonchalant ease as well. The, it didn't feel like Manas Labushain was in any trouble whatsoever and that allowed Travis Head to probably calm his nerves down so he could trust a partner which he had at the non-striker's end or the striker's end depending on the situation and I think that allowed him to play his natural game which is to go out there, attack the opposition bowlers and made sure that Australia could win their sixth World Cup title. There are so many stories surrounding both Head and Labushain heading into this World Cup because I remember when when the provisional squad was announced, Manas Labushain was not there in the provisional 16 or 17 man squad which Australia announced. Then Australia travel to South Africa and they play five one day internationals before the World Cup and Manas Labushain has one of the most outstanding series. And then there comes a decision whether you want Manas Labushain back into the squad. And Australia did go with Manas Labushain in the team, but then they made a really, really brave call in dropping one of the out and out spinners, a genuine spinner in the form of Ashton Agar. They left him out of the squad and put Manas Labushain in. Now that was brave because when you come to India to play not just the one day international World Cup, but be it a T20 series or a test series or whatever, you always have to have good quality spinners in your squad because regardless of the conditions, it always, uh, the spinners always matter. But Australia went ahead and decided to leave Ashton Agar back home and then they pick Manas Labushain in the team and then they trust the like, likes of Mitchell, Mitchell Stark, uh, sorry, 
Mitchell Marsh and Marcus Stoinis to give them overs. They trust their part-time spinners in the form of Glenn Maxwell and Travis Head himself to give them a few overs here and there. Manas Labushin himself can bowl a few off-breaks if, if required. So they trusted their part-time spin- spinners and all-rounders and gave them the task of being their fifth bowler. Now, fifth bowler, if you look at Team India, Ravinder Jadeja is, is an out-and-out fifth fifth uh, fifth bowling option but in australia in as far as the australian side is concerned they had four outstanding bowlers world class bowlers in the form of mitchell stark josh hazelwood pat cummins and adam zampa but that just gives you 40 overs you need 50 overs in a one day international so what australia did and that was just mind blowing to see those 10 overs were distributed amongst the likes of Travis Head, amongst the likes of Glenn Maxwell, Marcus Stoinis, and even if you want Manas Labushin, depending on the team composition you, which you are playing in. And I think that is the reason why Australia could bat so deep. Glenn Maxwell coming in at number seven, even Pat Cummins and Mitchell Stark, number eight and nine could play play their way out of the game. We saw that against South Africa in the in the semi-finals, didn't we? And even though, and then, yes, so Manas Labushain is in the team. Aston Agar is left out. Okay. But then what happens is Travis Head is injured. I think he injured his finger, didn't he, in South Africa. And now there are question marks surrounding his availability in the World Cup in India. Australia do have a chance of picking a spinner and replacing Travis Head from the team. But they say, no, we are going to wait until Travis Head returns. And Travis Head did return. And when he did... He was just outstanding. He was magnificent, wasn't he, when he came out to bat. I don't remember the team against whom he was playing, but when he came out uh, to full, when he came back to full fitness, basically, he scores a hundred. And then that was his very first hundred. I think that was against Pakistan, wasn't it? And he scores the hundred in his very first World Cup game, his first ever World Cup as well. And then he scores a magnificent hundred in the final to take Australia home. He becomes only the third Australian player to score 100 in the World Cup in a World Cup final. I think Ricky Ponting famously did or infamously did it against India in the 2003 World Cup in Johannesburg. And uh, Adam Gilchrist played that blistering 149 knock against Sri Lanka in the 2007 World Cup final. And now the two legends of Australian cricket have been joined by Travis Head. And yeah, I think he deservedly got the man of the match, not only for scoring that 137 innings knock, but also taking that wonderful catch and to dismiss Rohit Sharma and inform Rohit Sharma. And that took the sail out of the Indian boat. Talking about fielding, I think the 2023 World Cup final between India and Australia should be remembered for, for the importance of ground fielding. Let's take an example of someone like David Warner. David Warner just scored seven runs of three balls in the final. Yes, a very good, very, very poor score for as far as David Warner is concerned and based on his lofty standards. Yes, don't get me wrong. But the way in which he fielded, he protected the boundaries so, so, so well. He was diving around, he was chasing the ball and he made sure that he saves the runs on the field while fielding I think he could have probably saved and and don't quote me on this but I think he could have probably saved 11-12 runs in the outfield just by fielding and that in the grand scheme of things 
that matters a lot i think the way in which he fielded was more important than when he came out to bat yes he scored just seven runs but the way in which he fielded and saved all those runs i think that contribution should not be overlooked yes in the final when you when you see the scorecard in 10 12 years of time you will see well david warner didn't really contribute with the bat in the final just scored seven runs but when you have seen the match live on television or in the stadium we realize how important someone like david warner was in the field adam zampa was brilliant in the field as well manas labushen is always great in the field manas labushen great in the field great in the bat as well outstanding outstanding overall performances with as far as the australian side is concerned their fielding was impeccable batting outstanding and their bowling was world class today let's go back to their bowling mitchell stark picking up three wickets outstanding with the new ball as i mentioned got it all got the all important wicket of shubman gill to start with and then picking up the crucial wicket of kl rahul and mohammad shami towards the end as well josh hazelwood has been the pick of the bowlers as far as the Australian side is concerned throughout this World Cup. Yes, Adam Zampa did pick up 23 wickets in this World Cup. But for me personally, Josh Hazelwood has been the unsung hero. And I'll say that time and time again because Josh Hazelwood doesn't deserve, doesn't get the recognition which he deserves. Yes, because he has been outstanding in this World Cup. He is bowled with an economy of less than five runs and over. And he's picked up 16 wickets in this World Cup as well. Yes, Today, he was expensive in his very first spell. I think Rohit Sharma and Virat Kohli took him to pieces and he was conceding at a run rate, at an economy rate of 8, 8 and, a half, 8 and a half, 9 runs and over during his opening spell. But when he was given the ball again uh, in the middle overs and towards the latter stages of the Indian innings, he showed his class once again and he ended up with the figures of 10 overs, 2 for 60. I'm really, really thankful that skipper Pat Cummings gave him the... and gave him the ball and made sure he completed his quota of full 10 overs which he has not done despite bowling really really well in the particularly in the semi-finals he picked up two wickets as i mentioned the wickets of Ravindra Jadeja and Surya Kumar Yadav towards the end i think those two wickets were really really crucial because it made sure australia pulled a handbrake on the scoring because if Ravindra Jadeja and Surya Kumar Yadav would have stayed on the crease india could have realistically managed a total of somewhere in the region of 260 280 but i think those two wickets from josh hazelwood were really really important pat cummins himself picking up two wickets he picked up the wicket of uh, shreyas ayer and that of virat kohli virat kohli dragging one on to the stumps after completing his half century so that was unfortunate but Pat Cummins really bowled well, 2 for 34 from his quota of 10 overs. And as I mentioned earlier, early in this podcast, that 40 overs are bowled by genuine bowlers and the rest 10 overs are distributed amongst the others. The final was a perfect example of that. Stark bowling 10 overs, Hazelwood bowling 10, Cummins bowling 10 and Zampa bowling 10. So that is that is your quota of 40 overs and next 10 overs were distributed amongst Maxwell, Mitchell Marsh and Travis Head. Head and Marsh bowling two overs each and Maxwell bowling six and picking up the all-important wicket of Rohit Sharma thanks to that brilliant catch taken by Travis Head. So, yep, congratulations to Team Australia. I think they thoroughly deserve this World Cup solely 
by how good they have played in the semi-finals and in the final. They lost their opening two matches. One should not forget that. They lost their opening two matches against the teams that they beat in the semi-final and in the final. Yes, that's how brilliant this this magical story works, doesn't it? They were defeated by India in Chennai in their opening game. Then they lost to South Africa in the second game, zero points out of the out of their opening two matches. Then they go on and win seven on on the bounce, qualify for the semi-finals. Then they beat South Africa in the semi-final and India in the final. So one can one can realistically and rightly say that they have beaten all nine teams in this World Cup and are deservedly world champions for a sixth time. They first won a World Cup in 87, then they won it in 99, 2003, and 2007, 2015, and now 2023. Before we round up this podcast, I want to give a huge shout out to Pat Cummins. I think Pat Cummins, when he retires and hang up, hangs up his bowling boots, I think he'll remember the year 2023 with some really, really fond memories. It all started with him leading his Australian side in the Border Gavaskar Trophy early on in February of 2023, coming to India for the Border Gavaskar Trophy, plays a couple of matches, goes back to Australia because for personal reasons. Then we found out find out that uh, his mother has has died, so he doesn't come back for the rest of the Indian tour. But then to pick yourself up from such lows and to lead the mighty Australia to not only the World Test Championship final victory over India, helping Australia retain the ashes and then winning the World Cup. I think you hats off to Pat Cummins and I think he has solidified his name as one of the great Australian captains. We have had so many good Australian captains in recent history. We had Michael Clark winning in 2015, Aaron Finch helping Australia win the 2021 World T20 in the UAE, Ricky Ponting winning two World Cups in 2003-2007, Alan Border helping Australia win the 1987 World Cup, Steve Waugh, 99 World Cup winner, Mark Taylor, another brilliant Australian captain. But I think Pat Cummins has solidified his name. He's right up there with all these Australian legends. And to do it as a fast bowler, playing all these matches, not being injured, it's it's credit how well, it's credit to Pat Cummins and how well he has done. And I think his his leadership has been impeccable and i think the way in which he has carried himself and this australian team hats off i think he has done a really really good job so yeah once again congratulations to australia deserved champions where do team india go from now on well that will be another episode i'll have a few episodes rounding off the world cup in in the coming days but this was a quick review of the final Yes, hope you enjoyed the coverage of the Cricket World Cup on the Cricket Corner podcast, Cricket Corner podcast that is. Lots, lot of cricket to come. There is obviously India versus Australia T20 series happening in a couple of, uh, starting in a couple of weeks time. There's obviously India's tour of South Africa from the 10th of 
December. I think they play three test matches over there. So that should be fun. England are traveling to the West Indies for a limited overs format tour as well. Three one days and five T20s. And Australia are going to take on Pakistan in a test series back home. So a lot of cricket happening. But for the time being, this is me, Watsal Vora, signing off from the Cricket World Cup. Hope you enjoyed it. Once again, congratulations to Australia. And that is it. Yeah. Ciao for now. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.